your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Jonash on Live 95. Multiple Myeloma Ireland are holding a charity cycle tomorrow and Saturday aiming to raise awareness of myeloma. But just what is it? We have John Lawler, who lives in Adair, on the line with us this morning and who was diagnosed with myeloma two and a half years ago. And we also have hospital consultant uh, from UHL, Kian McAllistrom, on the line. Good morning to you both. Good morning, Gillian. Thanks for having me. Uh, John, can you explain to me, from your point of view, what myeloma is? Uh, I can't. I mean, uh, obviously, technically, Kian would be much better qualified. But from my perspective, I, mean, I was diagnosed two and a half years ago uh, with multiple myeloma. It's a um, it's a blood cancer. Um, um, it starts in your in the bone marrow, and uh, it affects your immune system and. Uh, Basically, it just doesn't produce the right uh, the right white blood cells for you to be able to fight infection and for able to operate your body to operate normally. Can I and, ask uh, how the diagnosis came about? What sort of symptoms did you have? Yeah, so for me, I had no symptoms whatsoever. I had a kidney stone, um, um, which is a painful enough thing on its own, and. Um, I uh, went to the hospital and uh, I uh, reluctantly, actually, because I was due to do a lot of travel and I didn't really want to go. And I said, the, the, a local friend of mine said, you have to go. And somebody else said, you have to go. So I ended up going to the hospital. They looked at the kidney stone, they did a scan, and they said, um, bad news of the kidney stone, but I've got worse news. We've got multiple myeloma. So I was lucky in a sense that I presented early with that. My goodness. Kian, tell me, is that just a lucky coincidence, the kidney stone and the myeloma, or are the two connected? Uh, no, that that was a coincidence in this case, but we are picking up uh, myeloma earlier and earlier uh, now because uh, our colleagues in, in primary care and other hospital specialists are much more aware and attuned to the diagnosis. So that would have been picked up by an x-ray doctor, a radiologist in, in John's case, which is a slightly unusual presentation, but we are picking up people earlier and earlier in the course of of their myeloma, which, you know, is an advantage to, to treating them. In terms of symptoms that people would classically present with, often people experience pain, uh, particularly in their, their lower back that, that may be unexplained and, and lingers uh, despite, you know, adequate treatment. Uh, some people can you know, present with increased fatigue to their GP, which is often a non-specific sign, but there can be certain pointers in the blood uh, that a test for myeloma might be required. And some of our older patients can present with, with, with infections that, you know, that they hadn't been suffering from previously, and that may lead to, to a diagnosis. But Kian, I think it would be fair to say that there are plenty of people who can have lower back pain and uh, increased fatigue who will never go to a doctor with either of those complaints. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I, I suppose what we're trying to do with Multiple Myeloma Ireland and this cycle is, is raise awareness of, of myeloma, which a lot of people won't have heard of. It's actually the, the second commonest blood cancer that, that we deal with in Ireland. We know that there, there are more than 2,000 people living with this condition in the country and we'll probably diagnose in excess of, of 350 new patients every year. And that's only going to increase as our, our population grows yeah. John, how does it impact you in a, on a, in daily life? <clears throat> well, I mean, I had, I had a really busy life, Gillian. You know, I was uh, I was uh, running around the place as my mother used to say, "It's like the world owed me a living." You know, so I was like traveling all over the world, uh, really busy, doing a very busy job. And when I got diagnosed, then I had to adjust my life uh, to an extent that you know, I obviously couldn't continue to do that type of work. 
um, I was I need to continue working. Um, and really what it meant for me was overall to get better balance in my life and to get more control of what I was doing um, so that I could adapt to the changes that were necessary for, for living with myeloma. And so how does... I suppose it affects you. You've you've slowed your life down, but are you in daily pain, or what can you not do now? So I think the thing for me is um, I, I just you know I try to accept the kind of things that I can control. So I get an amount of fatigue, which you know might affect me a little bit um, ongoing. I really quickly I had a had a some some intensive treatment and a transplant uh, over the over the first year. Of diagnosis and then I've been in maintenance treatment since then but basically you know outside of a little bit of fatigue given the high level of care that I get through UHL and the team um, I can pretty much lead a normal life you know I have some constraints as I said around flying around the world but to be honest like the upside of you know being able to live a more balanced life and have more control of it I kind of take that to be honest you know. Yeah. Um, Kian, what's the treatment like? Uh, so the the treatment, uh, as as John alluded to, at the beginning we try and get the myeloma under control, usually using a combination of three to four uh, chemotherapy drugs, which actually can be delivered on an outpatient basis, usually once a week on the day wards, combined with some tablets that people take at home. And then in people who are, are younger, um, we go through a, a more intensive process called a bone marrow transplant, um, followed by you know a period of, of maintenance. For our older patients, that's similar, but perhaps without the transplant. And I suppose the message to get out there is that the the prognosis for people with multiple myeloma has improved hugely even since I started working in in haematology. And we're getting new drugs every year um, that that extend people's lives. And, you know, it's not uncommon to, to meet people who've been living with this condition with a good quality of life for more than 10 years. Okay. Um, John... How do you manage to stay positive with a diagnosis like this? I mean, in my sort of view, what I try to do is look at things, look at problems I can solve, and if I can solve the problem, I'll solve it. And if I can't, I kind of look at that as a sort of a constraint and say, well, I'll sort of park that and say, I can't do anything about that now. The team at UHL, from nurses to clinical nurse specialists to doctors, the whole staff there, you know, cleaners, caterers, everybody there, that's an incredible team that keep me fully supported through everything that I need, both from a physical point of view and a mental point of view as well. I think both of those sides are equally important when you're living with a, with a disease like this. And you just look at, try not to, try not to wallow on the things that you can't control. For, mm-hmm. In my case, you just get on with things. And really simple things in my life that have changed completely now. You know, I've got time much more time for my family. We have a dog. I might sound like a really simple thing, but if you told me 10 years ago that I could have a life where I could have a dog, <laughs> again, there's no way we can we can entertain any of that. So, you know, those kind of things are very positive things. Obviously, connection with the family is excellent, and you just try to compartmentalise the stuff that you that you can't, uh, can't change. John, I know you're a dub originally. Um, we had a, a Dublin man on the programme last week who was talking about, you know, how moving to County Limerick, rural County Limerick, really changed his whole lifestyle and how much he was loving it. Uh, what brought you down to, to Limerick yourself and how does it compare with life in the capital? Well, um, I went to London and uh, I was working there. For, I met my wife, Sinead, there, and uh, she's, a, she's a proud Limerick woman. So uh, once we decided we were having children and wanted to move back to Ireland, there was only one place we were coming, and that was, that was Limerick. 
it was we I think we entertained for thirty seconds uh, going going to Dublin, but uh, and it was the best decision we've ever made. I mean, the kids are uh, at home here; it's fantastic. We're rearing the kids here. But it's just it's just such a brilliant place to live, you know. I don't like. I'm not a big community person in that sense, and you know, with, the, with all the travel, with work and stuff. Uh, but the the, the the quality of life living in somewhere like County Limerick, especially where we are, is just so wonderful. The people are great. The places we to live in, so it's very easy to adapt to, you know, and and very easy to get to. But in my job, where I'd be travelling a lot, Shannon Airport's right there. Dublin's a couple of hours away. Cork's an hour and a half away. So. Kian, yeah, I would imagine treating patients like John who have such a, a positive outlook and clearly he seems to be getting the best out of the lifestyle that County Limerick can offer him, that treating those patients must must be a bit of a dream. <laughs> it is, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it, it is very rewarding treating myeloma at the moment given that we have good therapies to offer people. We have good support, you know, through our own, uh, our very excellent clinical nurse specialist team here in the hospital and then through organisations like Multiple Myeloma Ireland, who, you know, support people to live, you know, a, a good, as near normal uh, quality of life as, as possible while they're, while they're being treated uh, for their myeloma, you know, so that it doesn't interrupt their lives as, you know, as, as much as, as we can, uh, as we can manage. Okay, well, the charity cycle takes place tomorrow and Saturday. It starts and finishes in Limerick, taking in the Cliffs of Moher and County Clare coastline on the way. And you can find out more on multiplemyelomaireland.org. For now, thank you to Kian McAllistrom and John Lawler for joining us on Limerick Today. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.